0: Here the Turtle is presented by Toyota. Toyota helps you get the most out of your drive. Just ask a friend who drives one. Shop Biotoyota.com, Toyota's official website for deals, to find the Toyota that's right for you. Toyota. Let's go places. It's Monday, March 23rd, 2020. Is here the turtle and Keith. Normally, we are coming on this podcast to talk about the latest developments in Maryland athletics, the games, the people, the performances. Right now, college athletics doesn't really exist from an event perspective at all. Um, pretty much all uh, games and leagues canceled um, due to the outbreak of COVID-19, the uh, worldwide pandemic that's going on right now, more commonly known as the coronavirus. Um, and that's pretty much brought not only college sports, but sports to a halt here, Keith. Um, and so we're kind of in an unprecedented situation. Um from from our perspective, not only in this podcast, which as I said normally talks about marathon athletics, but also from a job perspective, you and I are normally in College Park day after day. Uh, we are not going to College Park anytime soon. We are uh, not in for the foreseeable future. So, and this is the uh, first pretty podcast pretty we've situation. done. Uh,
1: the first podcast we've done, Taylor, uh, apart, that we are not uh, in the same room um, that mixing correct. up with each other. So, so that, that that's is- unprecedented as well.
0: Both in different parts of Baltimore right now, as we as we discuss this, um, it's funny we have a we have a podcast that's sort of on the cutting room floor with interviews with Taylor, Mike Sell, and Eric Ayala, which we're going to preview the NCAA tournament that will unfortunately not happen. Um, and what a week that was going out of. Um, one of the really great days of the of the new decade in Maryland athletics, probably the best one: two basketball conference championships on the same day, just hours apart. The men capturing their first share of a regular season uh, championship in the Big Ten, and the women completing the Big Ten double, winning the the conference tournament. Um, and it, it was going it was gearing up to be really. An exciting couple of weeks. The men headed out to the Big Ten tournament at Indianapolis. The women, you know, essentially waiting in the wings to get a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. Who knows how far they could have gone? Um, And then news developed over the course of the week, um, which which involved a lot of different things, and, and eventually had had sports sort of grinding to a halt in what felt like a whirlwind. Uh, uh, of news breaking over a 48-hour span where you went from full arena games to games potentially pl- being played without a crowd towards the games being canceled completely. Really an amazing... And that's how this entire story has gone um, of outside of sports. Obviously, this, this involves way more than sports. You, you have people's lives and, and things. But um, the, in, in terms of us, in terms of this podcast, we'll, we'll take a look at it from the sports angle. And Keith, just a, a crazy week um, at Maryland and across the sports world as this stuff sort of started to break.
1: Yeah, and, and I'll just I'll always remember just how fast Things developed how fast information and situations change, you know I'll never forget sitting there in the office, you know in your office uh, with a couple of our colleagues and just just all of us on our phones watching TV And it was almost just a, a stream of up oh, th- this tournaments canceled there goes the Big East tournament there go without I got actually the Big East was the last one But you know there goes the ACC tournament uh, and you know conference by conference conference um and sport by sport more and more news started to trickle out that you know this was becoming very real that games were not going to be played you know tournaments were not going to happen and then you know you have spring sports kind of waiting in the wings you know our, our lacrosse programs baseball softball track and field tennis golf all of their seasons um you know on thursday um you know getting canceled and, and play suspended indefinitely and you just you you you've, i'll never forget how quickly um, it it all kind of came, you know, grinding to a halt. But it it just makes you realize, Taylor, a situation like this, how much of what we do and how much of sports in general just depends on that live arena, bringing people together, creating those those moments and crowds and and electricity that, you know, we, we can't experience right now. Um, and, uh, you know, I feel I feel like it's for me, it's been hard to accept. It's been hard. You know, I'm, I'm still in that state of denial of like, nope, next week, we're going to be fine. It's going to be back to normal. But obviously, with uh, the seriousness of what's going on, uh, you know that it's going to be quite some time until we, we get back to those those moments and those 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 live crowds.
0: Yeah. And obviously, you know, sports and the cancellation affects mostly, you know, the most coaches and athletes who are, who are, who are in there every single day, especially some of the senior athletes. And we'll, we'll get into them throughout our podcast as we go through this sort of off period. Um, But you, you're right, Keith, you know, There is all of this staff that surrounds athletic teams throughout the world. Um, You and I participate in that. And to lose sports is a very, very bizarre situation. And as we sat there on Thursday watching all this stuff gets canceled, that was sort of the realization that all of the staff at Xfinity Center was sort of coming to that our normal way of going about business, which is, you know, all, you know, very fun for the most part when you when you work in sports was pretty much going away. And it was a very. It was a very odd, surreal scene, but I'm just thinking on on Tuesday the 10th, so that's the Tuesday before the Big Ten tournament for the men, the Ivy League canceled its tournament. They had moved to the – people were starting to think uh, conference gonna moved towards the empty arena maybe. The Ivy League canceled, and we went to lunch. Jason Staley and we were making fun of the Ivy League. We're like, what are they doing? They've jumped the gun. They, like why wouldn't they wait? Why wouldn't they go empty arena? What are they doing? The, the Ivy League players and coaches were coming out. Remember the Harvard and Yale players yes. were coming out yep. and being upset. Yale was going to get the was going to get the automatic bid because they were the regular season champions. And, and they then canceled
1: to, and they canceled sp- and then sports then we got, on that yeah, day as we got as well.
0: to went, no, Wednesday. They, Wednesday. 24 hours later yep. they canceled the sports and my <laughs> my dad called me um, and he played lacrosse at Princeton and he said, what are they doing? And this is someone who, who's very informed in this thing. Sure. He Said, what are they doing? I, I, Princeton is having their, their renaissance of a season. And that kind of boils down just the, um, in lacrosse that kind of boils down sort of the, the, the fact that it was just hitting us, that sports could potentially go away. And it was, it felt unfathomable. And then, the Rudy Gobert situation happened that night, and once the Rudy Gobert situation happened with that hour and then Adam Silver, the NBA, decided to postpone, that was when our staff was going back and forth in a chat and saying, this might be done in 24 hours. The, the, all of sports – and there were a couple exceptions. The UFC still ran an event on on, on that Saturday. God knows why they did, but they did. Um, it it – at that point, it kind of felt like it was going to come through. And end. I remember packing. I was going to go – I was scheduled to go to the Big Ten tournament with the men. Um, and I, I remember packing being like, I, this, is, this is not going to happen. I mean there's just no way. And then as you said, we then sort of sat in the office with not a ton of stuff to do and watched these conference tournaments cancel i remember they were doing the entire big 10 pregame doing the entire yep. acc pregame and they had the michigan and Rutgers players on the floor this is where we were going to be in 24 hours, start to prepare for a friday night for a friday night quarterfinal which didn't feel like that had any chance of happening at that point uh between the winner what was it penn state i believe penn state and indiana was going to be the matchup for the terps Correct. um and at that point it didn't feel like Anybody was going to play. And then the Big East kept playing. So we we watched the first half of that Big East games, essentially, you know, you know, having a friendly bet on, on what, when the game was going to end. Just sort of everyone put in there because they were going to pull those kids off the floor. Right. Uh, and that was just, just a surreal scene. And they had the empty arena. And there's that now, I guess, sort of famous comical shot of this the St. John's mascot, mascot yeah. sitting in a section by himself as the FS1 camera pulled away. And it it was just in a crazy, crazy scenario as you're watching, you know, major league baseball it was postponed spring training and opening day. The NHL canceled games. The NBA had obviously done it the night before, and they and and, and it is a weird thing to say, and it, it, it this may come off wrong, but the Rudy Gobert thing may have been the best thing to happen to sports because if if that if no one had tested positive within the sort of extended family that the sports world is, maybe there's 24 more hours of college basketball games that puts a lot of people at risk, and 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 Rudy Gobert sort of hastening that timeline honestly could have been the best thing to happen because sports is one of the sports, as you, as you said, Keith, for the read experience, one of the worst things you can do right now. I mean, yes. having all of those people in one venue, even having essential personnel and 150 fans, we're down to under 10 people and we're moving towards a world that are in some, some states, California, New York, you're totally sheltering in place. So the, the, the spread of that, um, could have been could have been hastened in some places um, where athletics were going in. You see, New York was the the place with the the, the most outbreaks right now in the United States. That's where that Big East tournament was happening. And if they had continued on for an entire day, even with you know. 200 people you have you have ushers you have security people that's too many people to be in a venue at that point so a really surreal scene within within maryland that day and and within the sports world um and, and as you said keith weird stuff with spring sports i mean you're you're about to play a lacrosse game on saturday and yeah. that thing just goes away
1: and, and you know one thing i'll add just you know from a from an overall standpoint it just i, I think <laughs> a moment like this makes you understand and makes you appreciate uh you just the hope that sports gives just just the the community of watching a game together watching something live as it unfolds when you don't know what's going to happen um, on on any given sport on any given day and you know that has been taken away from from the world you know for you know at least the united states but all over you know different parts of the world at this point point um, and so you 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 appreciate having those those live sports to watch and, and you know the stories to tell and you know everything else and you kind of you know look forward to the the opportunity when when those things come back because they will come back you know eventually down the road it's an uncertain time we don't really know when it is um but having that that hope and that shared joy um that sports brings um it it uh it i think is in the forefront of everyone's minds right now
0: For sure. and We focus a lot on on men's and women's basketball on the show. But as you said, a lot of spring sports athletes that don't get to complete really any part of their seasons or get any closure, um, both lacrosse teams, softball, baseball, baseball had flown to TCU that morning to play. Uh, their biggest non-conference series of the season and had to fly right back 24 hours later. That is a tough way for your season to come to an end um, when you're sort of getting into the meat of your year track and field, which had run a run an, An indoor season didn't get to do its outdoor season where they sort of, you know, more make their name going into that championships wrestling had some guys qualify for an NCAA championships that was going to take place in an NFL stadium, an unprecedented special situation um, that they didn't get to go into. Gymnastics was, was, you know, had great scores down the stretch was probably going to qualify for an NCAA regional. They had four really good seniors that don't get to, you know, finish out what they started. So um, a lot of different, Tennis not getting to complete their season. Golfs not getting to complete their season. The women looked like they were strong again, maybe could have topped what they did last year. So tough situation for for all of those athletes, especially the seniors now. We won't get into the NCAA ruminations about, you know, extending eligibility. That stuff may happen, may not happen. There's a lot to be answered there. I hope it does, especially for some of those spring athletes that didn't get the chance. I think the winter athletes are gonna be a little out of luck from that perspective, um, there's a lot that goes into that, but you hope some of those spring athletes may be able to come back, uh, and and get a chance to complete it the right way. But as you said, Keith, very bizarre to not have, not have sports. And it does make you appreciate it a lot more. We will try on this show, uh, to do our best to honor some of those teams that didn't get to complete their year. Some of those athletes as well, have them give their perspective, um, on how their seasons ended in that entire timeline. And then you know what they're doing to stay busy, uh, stay in shape for their seasons, especially um, our our underclassmen, our coaches that will still be around next year, and, and we'll and we'll get it going. But um, spring normally an exciting time in Maryland athletics with the with lacrosse and, and the basketball, and we won't get to experience that. But no better person, I think, really to put things in perspective and 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 be able to bring some levity to a situation than our first guest in our sort of here the turtle series that we'll try to do, you know, weekly here. Then the head coach of Maryland women's basketball, Brenda Freeze Keith, and we had her her on and and talk about just a heartbreaking way to end your year so much you know expectation for them heading into the ncaa tournament after two big 10 titles 17 game winning streak after we you know we talked about in the middle of the year they were struggling a little bit and then played like one of the best teams in the country for the last two months here and don't get to complete it especially with a special senior class it was fun to talk to brenda
1: absolutely and um you know I, i just look back at the uh 2006 national championship game she tweeted earlier this week or last week i guess i should say now uh of just you know trying to recreate that that community experience of of, you know sharing it and watching something with fans and something that she hasn't done very much uh you know since that that game in 2006 but was able to you know chime in and interact with some of her former players that were were also watching and, and kind of reliving those memories as well
0: Absolutely. And and we, we talked to Brenda, obviously, about a variety of things involving her season. But I think the insight she gives about her week and informing her team and, and all that stuff is a fascinating listen um, to get on sort of the inside of how this stuff was handled in the sports world. Because this obviously didn't just happen in College Park. This happened at every campus in the country um, over the past few weeks. And, and every pro sports town in the country, you have you have those teams coming together and canceling seasons. So let's get to our chat with the head coach of Maryland Women's Basketball, Brenda Fries. As the University of Maryland celebrates the start of another athletic season, Maryland Athletics is excited to announce the launch of Terps 10,000, our campaign for a goal of 10,000 Terrapin Club members. Individuals who join the Terrapin Club during the campaign and become new members will receive a Maryland Terrapin Club branded flag to proudly fly at your home, office, or tailgate. All current members are eligible to receive a flag by donating an additional $55 to the Terrapin Club. Plant your flag at Terps10k.com. We're back here on Hear the Turtle in some weirder circumstances than normal, but always awesome to be joined by the head coach of Maryland Women's Basketball, Brenda Freeze. Coach, thanks for taking a little time out of your day.
2: Oh, absolutely. I think that's all we have is time for
0: Absolutely correct. And and we'll start on that topic. Obviously, the the big story throughout the world right now is is the, the coronavirus pandemic and all that goes on with that. Just your overall thoughts obviously affected your season, but a way bigger than sports, as they say. Um, just your thoughts on that overall situation and, and those who are affected.
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously, some really tough times, you know, and in, in obviously uncharted territory for each and every one of us. Um, but I think, I, you know, we, we all have a responsibility to, to be able to help. And, you know, I know we're extremely disappointed, you know, um, of the season coming to a close. But, I mean, obviously, this is so much bigger than basketball. And, you know, personally, I can relate. I mean, I have... Uh, parents back in Iowa that are 88 and 80 years old that I'm constantly checking in on and, uh, you know, concerned about and, you know, haven't had a son that uh, has gone through cancer. I mean, there's just so many bigger issues out here um, just for, for us all to be really safe and smart through it.
0: Now, normally during this time, you'd be coaching in the NCAA tournament, but now you've got the, you know, the kids in the house, your husband. What is <laughs> what is the Freeze family doing during quarantine? What are the, the popular activities right now? Well, you know, it's kind of
2: ironic because I've always said to my husband, you know, I would kind of want to know what it would be like to be a stay at home mom. (laughs) Uh, So in an eerie sort of way, I'm now kind of getting uh, that wish for however long this will be. But, um, you know, just take trying to turn, you know, a, a situation into a positive. And I am really appreciating the gift of time i mean we're um doing schoolwork every day uh 20 minutes of reading five minutes of piano lessons activity um household chores um i'm still you know working in different places recruiting wise and still talking to our staff and then um just you know getting a lot done to be quite honest i mean our house is starting to come together
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's great i'm sure those piano lessons hopefully aren't uh aren't getting too too loud and repetitive maybe there's some headphones <laughs> and keyboards going on as well
2: well you know it's amazing what you can do with technology so their weekly piano lessons now go through facetime with their instructors ah, okay so they get wow. a nice 45 minute lesson we've got some tutor uh work that comes through on zoom online so you know we haven't missed a beat we're, we're still uh kind of keeping You know, somewhat of a routine and still allowing playtime and, you know, uh, video game time, uh, you know, but just a good balance. Uh, I think there's just trying to keep a good balance and getting a lot of great sleep.
1: And Brenda, looking back, walk us through your timeline. The week of starting Monday, March 9th, when you know you're getting ready to practice, you know for practice, getting ready for you know the NCAA tournament. You obviously, have that that week uh, layover before the tournament starts. But kind of then in the in preceding days, when. Um, you know, you start to learn that conference tournaments are getting canceled and you know, the NCAA tournaments being played without, you know, fans in the stands to walk us through kind of everything as it was happening, happening and developing um, just from your standpoint.
2: Yeah, I mean, sure. You know, I mean, we were really fortunate, right? Uh, we ended with the Big Ten championship title game uh, on Sunday night. And actually, our staff had stayed over and did a home visit on Monday night and, and flew back on Tuesday. We always, you know, off of the, the big 10, give them a couple days off. So we returned to practice on Wednesday. Uh, so that's when you kind of started hearing a lot of more information coming out and um, you know, the buzz of conference tournaments possibly uh, being canceled. Uh, so it was really through that Wednesday and Thursday and really when it ramped up on that Thursday, um, I remember walking into Xfinity with coach Sturgeon and uh, he told me he was leaving his bags in the trunk of his car because he really didn't see that they were going to be leaving on their flight to, to go down to the Big Ten tournament uh, that afternoon at two o'clock. Um, and then really, you know, we were planning practice, uh, but just also understanding as we were seeing things get canceled, uh, you know, we kind of had an idea. So really we were in practice on Thursday. Uh, our, you know, uh, deputy AD and sports supervisor Colleen Sorum came down with five minutes to go in practice and, Um, As much as I love to see her, uh, that was not one time that I I thought this was going to be a good thing (laughs) Um, coming coming down. So, you know, she informed us that, uh, you know, that um, the decision was going to be made, that the NCAA tournament was going to be canceled. They had already canceled a lot of the conference tournaments and um, for the men and a few for the women. And um, so then it was at that point that we were able to uh, take our team in and kind of share the news with them.
0: What is it like for you as a coach to have to deliver a message like that? You've been in a million different situations, national championship games, conference tournament championship games. You know, you've dealt with everything as a coach at this point. This, as you said, totally uncharted and dealing with a team that had so much expectations and, and so much you know hope for, to go to a Final Four national championship type of situation. Um, what was that like for you?
2: You know, extremely tough. I mean, uh, obviously, this team, gosh, they were red hot, right? A 17-game you know, game win streak. They had earned themselves after winning the regular season title and conference title on number one seed. Um, just what they were able to do for seniors, you know, that weren't going to be able to close their career uh, and kind of this big question mark and an unknown. But, you know, I do um, relish in the fact that, You know, unlike I saw a lot of coaches that had to inform their team by text, you know, or phone calls, you know, we were present and I will never, you know, take away that moment as hard as it was. We really got to have some closure because we went back into the lounge and sat down and players and staff and support staff, even our character coaches were scheduled to be there and they were there. Uh, ironically. So, you know, everyone spoke, you know, I, I think, you know, the words that, that will always ring true to me, the first words spoken after we shared the news, both Colleen and I and to the team were from our senior Blair Watson, who said, uh, I love you guys. And, um, you know, just, you know, was the first one to share hard and, and kind of speak to the closure of that. The, the season was truly coming to an end.
0: You talk about that senior class. They won 114 games, multiple Big Ten championships, three regular season, two tournament titles. You talked about Blair. You have Kyla Charles, Stephanie Jones, Seve Vucic. Talk about just what they meant to your program over the last uh, four years. And, you know, it's never bad to end your career cutting down the nets, and that's what those (laughs) guys have to do.
2: You know, I mean, that was the lasting memory I wanted to share with them is, you know, how blessed were we that – We got to play our conference tournament right i mean the the men's team you know didn't get to and we were able to you know leave the court with confetti coming down on our faces and making snow angels and cutting down nets um but you know it's a little unfair um we get it there's bigger things in life but you know for these four seniors just a special place in my heart especially um for you know kyle stephanie and blair they came in together um, the journey, you know, uh, you know, they had a couple players transfer that impacted, you know, a few of their seasons uh, where, you know, um, they really wanted to close it uh, the right way, which they were able to do in the big 10 season and, and conference tournament. But, you know, really wanting to know what that one seed was going to look like uh, in the NCAA tournament. But you couldn't ask for a better group of seniors. You know, um, they led every day. They were selfless. They worked uh, the, the chemistry that they brought to the table. Uh, The closeness to the team, uh, they really were just a a really strong group of sisters uh, that were, you know, had a common goal every single day.
1: And Brenda, when you, you know, it's hard at this time to even look to the future, kind of when you you have a season that kind of ends in this way. But with so much young talent coming back, you know, Zoe Young, Faith Masonis, Diamond Miller, Ashley wusu you know, they had such great freshman seasons. Kind of what what excites you kind of about the, the, the path forward?
2: You know, uh, you know, uh, I said this with the 2006 national championship team, that age is just a number. And, you know, we really will have another uh, young team Uh, when you talk about, you know, Shanice really being our only uh, senior and, and uh, being able to come back, but I'm excited about, uh, you know, what it looks like going ahead. I mean, when you look at um, Ashley Diamond and Faith and, and really where, Uh, They ended in the last uh, half of the season. They really grew up and showed, you know, just the kind of presence that that they're going to have on the future of our program. Taylor, Mike, so will be a junior for us. You know, then you uh, can't forget the, you know, the red shirts that that were sitting out. You know, Mimi Collins, um, you know, coming from Tennessee, has worked all year to to be ready for a moment next year. Zoe and Shanice coming off of um, knee injuries. Shanice started for us. Zoe won two state titles. So um, all she knows how to do is win. And then you add the number two player in the country with Angel Reefs uh, coming in. She'll be able to have an immediate impact for us as well.
0: Expand on, on Taylor, Mike, a little bit. We actually interviewed her last week and we're going to run it before the tournament, which obviously is not happening. And, and she was so enjoyable to talk to. But her mentality is what sticks out to me. And obviously you had to work with her on not shooting too much. But the amount of work <laughs> she puts in seems pretty special Uh, for someone with that, you know, that young, her freshman, sophomore season as an upperclassman, what does she now bring to the table for you from a leadership perspective?
2: Well, I mean, you just uh, spoke of it. I mean, a relentless workers mentality, Um, just the amount of time and everybody sees it. It's not fake. It's, you know, every single day, the amount of work that she puts into her game in the gym um, and, and does it all on her own. And then, you know, just her winning mentality. I mean, all that kid wants to do is win. And You know, she sacrificed a lot for us this year when um, we were trying to get Ashley up to speed at that point guard position and ran, um, quite honestly, more minutes at the point than we expected her to. But when Shanice and Zoe both went down this season, she was kind of forced back into that role a second year in a row. and. Um, so I'm excited about what her junior and senior year are going to look like. You know, we can slide her back to her national position and um, she can score a lot of points for us. And with as many points as we're losing, um, she's going to have to do that for us. And she, you know what? She's OK with that. And uh, we'll be OK with that as well, because, um, you know, I have so much trust in her with uh, the amount of time that, that she puts on her game, as well as um, just how badly she wants to win.
0: In our previous chats with you before seasons, we've talked about big, talented freshman classes. As you said, you're one recruit. and Obviously, you, you're not done recruiting, but you have Angel Reese coming in, the number two overall recruit in the country, a local kid from Baltimore. What does she bring to the table for you?
2: Man, I, you know, I liken her to... You know when Kyla came into our program, Shatori came into our program. Um, they're they're edgy, right? They're they're alpha dogs where they want the responsibility because they they hate to lose and love to win. And Angel's no different. I mean, she um, is going to come in and have an attack mentality every single day. And you know the fact that she's extremely versatile. You know, as a lefty, she can you know shoot the ball, she can drive, she can pass, she can rebound. So. Um, it's, it's going to be exciting to be able to see, you know, all the dimensions that she can bring to the table for our team.
1: And Brenda Taylor touched on recruiting there, but this is such a, a different time in, in the recruiting world. <laughs> I mean, usually at this point you're, you're, you're playing games. You're not even thinking about, you know, the team next year, you're still focused on this year's team, but what's kind of changed in this, you know, quarantine, you know, uh, coronavirus situation where we find ourselves in, uh, you know, kind of how are you and your staff attacking the, the recruiting world?
2: Well, you know, obviously, you know, you know, the fact that we kind of got shut down, uh, you know, with home visits, which every coach in the country did. Mark Turgeon's feeling the same way. Um, we, we can't get out to kids in their homes and uh, we can't bring them on campuses. So it makes it extremely difficult. So you have to get creative. I mean, obviously everything now is, um, you know, online through your phones, text messages, you know, kind of recruiting uh, from home base and until we're able to, to be able to go out and bring them on campus. And, um, so, you know, our staff is still obviously, uh, you know, communicating and, and what that looks like daily. Uh, and then, you know, utilizing when we need to do a presentation, uh, with a home visit and just uh, as each individual needs, uh, presents itself. I mean, that's, uh, pretty much how we've been working forward.
0: I thought it was really cool uh, this week, Coach. You, you got to live tweet the 2006 national championship game when it re-aired on ESPN Two. What was that like for you? And what was the la- when was the last time you'd watch the full game before you got to watch it uh, when you were throwing those tweets out there?
2: Oh my gosh! I mean, uh, you talk about going down memory lane. Uh, it was <laughs> it was fun, right? Special the you know, uh, this week and, uh, you know, the reaction and, and just so many memories, obviously, that came flooding back, uh, from that time. And, you know, I've really only watched it one time with both of my sons to kind of give them that history. So, uh, to be able to, to and it's been quite a while since I've done that. So to, again, to be able to have our family and watch the game and, and tweet about it and, you know, really, uh, gosh, I was in my thirties then and, uh, how much I've changed as a coach, Uh, But really just watching uh, just what an incredible game and and two teams that were so talented, um, you know, playing in that game. And, you know, it's even better when you watch a game and, you know, the ending and, you know, you come out on top.
0: (laughs) We, we talked to Chrissy Talibur a few months ago and she talked about how the play you guys called the huddle on her famous shot was not, you get, they did not run it, I guess the correct way. When you were on the sidelines watching that, was it a no, no, yes situation or you, did you have the trust in them? They were going to figure it out regardless of what was happening on the floor.
2: You know, it was really neat, uh, because in that moment, uh, it was supposed to be a flare screen and they ended up screening and re-screening and, that was also an area that we really had taught during the season that if you screen and you don't get what you want, go rescreen it. And so really to be able to see in that moment that uh, they had taken that to heart and uh, ultimately it ended up putting that game into, to overtime. Uh, Overtime is our time, which, uh, you know, led us to that championship. So um, pretty cool to be able to kind of see them understand when, when something breaks down, you know, what, what that should look like moving
0: forward. I, the other thing about that I thought was cool was your players were sort of jumping on Twitter and chiming in, say, saying they hadn't watched the game in years. Was it cool for almost your your family, your community to come together um, during a sort of weird time, but kind of enjoy that moment again together? Because it is funny watching all this stuff people you know tweet about their ears. And they're like, I haven't watched this game in ten years. I haven't watched it in fifteen years. That'd <laughs> be pretty cool for you to see your players even get to enjoy that again.
2: It really was. I mean, you know, to see the tweets of uh, you know from fans where they were at and how old. They They were, I know I hit our freshmen because uh, I think they were like three or four years old to kind of give them, you know, a history of it. Obviously, um, you know, our our former players, you know, to be able to see that interaction that was going on and and what they were putting on their social media. Uh, My family back in Iowa, they rewatched the game. And and so, you know, just kind of connected everyone that uh, even though like, right, we can't see each other, touch each other, be near each other right now. Um, kind of a really cool through sometimes when we think social media or phones and the internet are are a bad thing and television, um, gosh, this was a time that it really connected and reunited everyone, um, in a really powerful way.
0: Yeah. It's, it's not fun when these kids that are now freshmen are born in like 2000 and 2001. That's, (laughs) that's, that's just, I, I can't deal with that anymore. And with that, I will get to quarantine rapid fire coach. And first the show you're watching or streaming during this time off.
2: uh uh, right now i'm watching uh, a million little things okay Okay. there it is uh
1: coach activity maybe outside of streaming watching tv activity you're using to fight off boredom during this time
2: activity well my boys and i we go outside and we shoot hoops and uh this past week this past week they had a, a pe homework so we uh did some some youtube videos uh that were activity based which was was fun
0: P- there's PE home- e homework, homework. Now? I can't believe we're, <laughs> that's yeah, crazy I, w- I would have done well in PE homework I, I need that <laughs> back in school right um, exactly <laughs> and then finally obviously we normally ask the favorite place to eat in college park none of us are really in college park right now so we'll ask your go-to home cooked meal
2: oh
0: my go-to home cooked meal pizza that's never bad do you do you have a, a recipe do you use
2: well, you know, actually, my boys and I, we just made the bobbly pizza last night. We, we had some uh, in the closet, so it was a strong go-to.
0: There it Hold is, the 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 free the Freeze family's getting pizza done. Coach, thanks so much for taking some time. Congrats on an amazing season. Obviously, we wish we could have seen it continue, but you did a heck of a job finishing strong. And uh, enjoy this time off with your kids and the rest of your family.
2: Awesome. Noah, well, thank you, guys. I appreciate you
0: so much. And go Terps. Thanks, brother. Go Terps. Thanks, Coach. Back here on here, the turtle, and once again, have to thank uh, Coach Freeze for giving us some of her time. Uh, obviously, she has a lot of time at her disposal, uh, but when the kids are running around, I'm sure she's she's still staying busy. Uh, and one of the people she talked about, Keith, and and we we want to try to spotlight each episode. Spotlight a senior, and spotlight a senior. We'll call it senior spotlight. And she talked about Kyla Charles, and what a career for Kyla that ended. In an unfortunate situation, but five Big Ten titles during her career. What a winner she was, Keith, and a consummate professional on and off the floor. We had her on this show. Um, at one point, uh, I would say a year and a half ago, probably. Yeah, I think a couple seasons uh, ago. And she, she was fantastic uh, for us, and, and that was really everyone that came in contact with said the same things around our department and, and women's basketball's media um, contingent as well. I had nothing but good things to say about Kyla. What a scorer, an, a great all-around player, and she will certainly have a future in the WNBA. Yeah, there,
1: there's, there's no doubt there. Um, she tied the consecutive start record, 135 career starts with Alyssa Thomas, and I think it's it's undoubtedly she would have broken that record with her first NCAA tournament start. Uh, she'll finish sixth maryland 's all time scoring list one thousand nine hundred and eighty four points oh that that one 's tough to say because you know she was getting to two thousand yeah she that you know For she, sure. she'd be in the two thousand club, so hopefully there's there 's a creative way that Kyle will be in the honorary uh, two thousand point club uh, with the season she was having, but the other thing Taylor uh, kind of off the the sports topic there uh, the, the Charles family a big monopoly family. I can only imagine the monopoly games going on at the Charles <laughs> household. During this uh, this quarantine self isolation time,
0: that is true. Uh, they uh, very competitive uh, group over there, I'm sure. Yep. So, um, and and you have to say about Kyla in, in finality, her name will or her her banner will be raised to the Raptors. That 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 name will be. Um, up on the roof of Xfinity center, um, at some point in the next couple of years, a uh, third team all American this season. And as you said, would have easily gotten to 2000 points would have break broken the start record. And who knows, maybe she ends up with a final four as well. So all the accomplishments were there, uh, uh, a Maryland legend in her own right, really defining, I would say this last five to six years of Maryland women's basketball is Kyla Charles. Um, and, and, uh, we have a number of seniors that we'll talk about after this. Obviously, uh, the one on the men's side in a similar situation to Kyla is Anthony Cowan. Um, so two fantastic careers that finished up a little bit too soon. Um, and with that senior spotlight, Keith, we are trying to figure out uh, what we're going to continue to do on the show. We're workshopping some things. You and I, Keith, you're a, a creative man. You're in the lab trying to think of some things we can do. Want to try to, you know, give Turp fans, uh, as much content as we possibly can. And that's not just on this show, but also check out you We've been running a, this day in Maryland men's and women's basketball series throughout. Um, you go back and look at and read through Brenda Freeze's tweets about 2006 game. If you haven't some really interesting insight she brought there, we did a live tweet of the 2002 national championship game on Friday, which was yeah, a well, really fun you, exercise. You said,
1: you said we, but Taylor, that was all you, my man. That was uh, uh, thank a, you. a Taylor Smythe production. And I, uh, I loved all the old logos, the old, uh, kind of, um, look to all the, the graphics and, and starting lineup and, and videos that came out of that. Um, I mean, you know, definitely uh, the, the Maryland memory that I think sticks out for, for Mary, you know, almost all Maryland fans is that that 2002 national championship and where you were watching, who were you with all of that. I mean, how many interviews have we done Taylor, when we asked people about their, their favorite Maryland memory and the O2 championship comes up.
0: Absolutely. And if you want to watch that game, they did re-air a truncated one hour version on BTN, but the NCAA has actually done a pretty good job uploading some of these games to YouTube. uh, And that full game is on there. Um, and good quality and and everything like that. Um, they have a, they have numerous games up there from a variety of teams and then just fans have, have, have uploaded other games, Um, as we've gone through the situations. There's a ton of Maryland content to rewatch on YouTube. We may be rewatching some of that with you and bringing back our analysis among watching uh, some other things. But as I said, look at umterps.com for that. There'll be feature stories and stuff as well coming out over the next few weeks as as long as we go through this thing and and we'll figure out ways to entertain you. That's throughout our social media platform, so not just the two basketballs, um, our umterps.com, our umterps uh, Twitter and Instagram and things like that, and then all of our sport accounts, um, especially the spring sports sort of honoring spring winter sports honoring uh their senior classes and their teams um that didn't get to finish uh so we'll be back on here the turtle uh we'll be tr- releasing each monday we uh, will be our normal uh show release at this point uh to give you an entire week uh to listen to this thing i know people have got some time now and then if we have any other special episodes we'll we'll intersperse those but we'll have an episode each monday um with a guest um, who we will uh, talk through some things with, and Keith, will try to have some fun with it through uh, what are some trying times. And I think our message here at the end: uh, stay safe out to everyone, wash your hands. I think has been the uh, the key yeah, line. I've stay I've heard that once indoors, or twice. <laughs> Yeah, and and go and look at those. Go and look at those those uh, those instructional videos. There's who knew hand washing technique had so much uh, detail? that. There, there's, there's some know
1: nuance that. to it, Taylor. There's some nuance. Yeah.
0: There's very much a nuance. Forty seconds. Keith will be singing Creed songs. I'll be singing Taylor Swift songs. <laughs> as as we watch, make sure to follow us on all of our social media channels. At Here the Turtle on Twitter. At Here the Turtle on Instagram. Sneds three hundred and one for Keith. Taylor my ten for me. We'll see you next Monday. Go Terps.